0: this was sort of redemptive wasn't it really I suppose for Glenn Hughes a singer I love and and talk to sometimes on Twitter and I've interviewed several times, lovely bloke Um, but you know when he went to um, to work with Tony Iommi uh, on what should have been his solo album but then became a Black Sabbath album on 7 Star um, in 86 he fully accepts that there were some issues around that album and the situation that didn't, um, that sort of precluded the success of that album, although I like it. You know, it it does have lots of Glenn Hughes melody on there and I love that. But, you know, the, the, the tour wasn't great and all of that and there's a story around that and addiction and all of that stuff. So, you know, and Glenn Hughes is a different... Person And a marvellous, fantastic performer, writer, voice of rock. Still got it, you know. And a very positive force as well in music, particularly now with the Dead Daisies at the moment. But to go back to work with Tony Iommi in in 2005 and work on Fused must have been a way to put things right I suppose I don't know but I suppose I'm reading in but really this is I mean it when it came out it wasn't held up as something fabulous it was sort of okay well that's that's the second Tony Iomi solo album but it's more than that because what this is is a real kind of hybrid that works because you've got the monolithic Iomi um, riffs on one Side, and you've got the catchy, soulful melody of Glenn Hughes on the other side, and all the songs are written by Iomi Hughes and Bob Marlette, who uh, produced, the production is something else, enti- in a minute we'll talk about that, and that's really successful as well, but it didn't have the huge success that it should have done, I don't believe, when it came out, and this is, it's got some really good stuff in here, Okay, now we're going to talk about the production. This is so sharp, you could cut yourself on it. The riffs, when you go into the, probably the best track here, Dopamine, the, the guitars are dangerously sharp. They could have your eye out. The chorus is really soulful. It, it, it's lilting, even though it has a tautness at the back of it. And that solo from Tony Iommi, really, I mean, he might have cut his fingers on that. Sharp, sharp, sharp Tracks like Wasted again I mean this is more of a Glenn Hughes track Has a big huge rock feel And he's got such power He really sings, he really pushes His range and his power here Showing he can really do that You've got tracks like Resolution Song Great big Slapping Beast here Beat here, it's a Slapping Beast too Imagine that, a slapping beast. A beast that wouldn't come and rip you to pieces, would just come and slap you around the face and then run away. Well, it's just it's an interesting idea. Maybe it's one of the Beowulf sagas, I don't know. Anyway, it's got a calming feel to the verse, this. And they don't, what they don't do is they, they have an audacity to say, let's take it down a bit and then come back. Because they've got a chunky and quite grungy massed voice chorus in this resolution song. But there are some excellent tracks here, which don't feel like cut and shut jobs. They feel like elements of the people that are there, really putting these songs together. Grace has a a radio vocal, it's got a grand feel to it. As if to say, this is something special here, but the riff is still spiky. And there's a real churn to it. The solo then kind of is a bit lilting and cosseting. And that chorus caresses you as well, in the way that Glenn Hughes does that. In fact, they're they're so audacious here that Face Your Fear has got a kind of waltz, a waltz in the middle of it. I'll say it again waltz, right in the middle of that. And we finish with I Go Insane, which is a really long track. It's nine minutes, but it never feels that long, because you've got, on on the top of it, you've got Glen Hughes singing with a kind of faux Cockney accent, with a poppy 60s feel to that melody, then the riff really taking that for a big Sabbath attack, to be honest. Solo's really groovy, it's one repeating line, but it doesn't half make you move. Then they have a bit of a rush, a bit of a jog and a rush, and is back to some really sharp, nasty soloing to finish. There are, there is a, I mean, there are Sabbath feels here. The spell is more of a Sabbath track, but on the kind of more melodic way as well. And what you're living for sounds like primetime, late '70s Rainbow. It's got, it's a driving radio rock, tight vocal performance, nice and sassy, and then. It slows until the solo ratchets up that sort of, that tautness. And then and then Tony Amy's solo opens out. It's a nice rangy feel. It's great. There's some really fine songs here. And it's an album I don't listen to very often. Every time I do, I think, why don't I listen to that a lot more? It wasn't given the great... It wasn't given the great... Um, wasn't given the great Applaudits when it came out, you know. You so there's Tony Iommi and Glenn Hughes and Kenny Aronoff is on drums. Bob Marlett's doing the keyboards as well with a bit of bass. Great! It's a tight little group, and it's a really tight little album as well. Didn't do too badly in the U.S. It's in the top 40. And this really is not just redemptive for Glenn Hughes. It's a kind of different sound for Tony Iommi. And it's him looking, because, you know, people don't give him credit for changing the sound. You know, I'm a great exponent of, even though even though people will be curling their lips now, at um, Black Sabbath Forbidden album. I think it's got great melody on it. I think there are some problems with the production. But I admire Tony Iommi for having a go and trying something different. And this is what he's doing here as well. It's a great album. Have a listen to it. It's been overlooked, and I think that's quite cruelly. Ta-ta.